0: Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony podcast, your space to find empowerment and wisdom on your journey. We talk about it all, sacred women's wisdom, empowered entrepreneurship, and everything you never learned about your body in one inspiring space. I'm your host, Cassandra Wilder. Let's dive in. Welcome back beautiful friends to the goddess ceremony podcast. So let's be honest. Social media is something most of us use every single day, whether Instagram or Facebook or TikTok is your favorite version of it. Most of us are on it and we probably spend a lot of time there. That's why this week I'm so excited to bring in the expert, none other than the incredible Michaela Victoria, to talk to us about how we can use social media for good in this world, the power behind social media, and why maybe we can ditch this mindset that social media is bad or the demise of humankind, right? (laughs) And instead utilize it as a tool. If you're not familiar with Michaela, she's a social media strategist and a certified life coach, and she helps creatives, entrepreneurs, and nonprofit organizations grow their online presence so that they can make an impact on their audience through connection and story-based marketing. I connected with Michaela earlier this year, actually on her podcast, the market well podcast, she welcomed me on as a guest. And I think you all know what I mean when you meet someone and you just feel like you're a long lost best friends, where you are laughing and there's such an ease in the conversation. Well, yeah, that's exactly how I felt with her. We had so much fun together and you'll hear that really echoed throughout this conversation as she is so incredibly genuine and authentic in how she shares these tools, these strategies, and frankly, her opinion and how social media can 100% be used to show up in an authentic way and create incredible ripple effects. So I'll have everything linked in the show notes for you. If this episode resonates, share it on Instagram and tag me at queen and Victoria at the Michaela Victoria. We can't wait to see your biggest takeaways. Welcome, Michaela. I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast and to finally get to catch up again.
1: I am so excited. Thank you so much, Cassandra, for having me on. It's been a long time since we've connected like this, and I, I can't wait to jump in.
0: Yay. Good. I'm ready for lots of laughter. And uh, (laughs) when we met earlier this year, I just remember laughing through the entire interview and being like, I want to be her friend. Can we be friends?
1: Definitely. (laughs) Okay. For those of you who are listening, we just spent like 20 minutes laughing (laughs) before hitting record. So here we are again.
0: We needed to catch up, obviously. So Yeah, you've been one of my favorite people I've connected with online, and I think you exude so much light, and even in your online presence, everything you do feels so genuine. It feels so empowering, and I like that you take this energy and weave it into your work in teaching people how to show up on social media and through your work as a life coach. So how did you really step into your work with all of this, and how have you even seen the industry change in the time that you've been doing it?
1: Hmm. Oh, man. Well, thank you for the kind words That <laughs> is really encouraging to hear because it's been a long journey for me in terms of even um, where I'm at now with how I show up online in front of other people, like the openness of it. So that is really nice to know that that's reflected um, in what I post. Um, But in terms of my own story, so life coaching and social media marketing, uh, the two things kind of developed in parallel. And it's a bit of a long convoluted story. So I'll start at the beginning. So like I said, they kind of developed in parallel with each other, um, starting from when I was, I guess, in my early 20s in university. And like a lot of young women, I always had this like weird up and down, often unhealthy relationship with my body, um, often related to like food and exercise. And uh, around my fourth year of undergrad, I went through like a big spiritual experience, um, which really changed the way that I saw myself. And I think that that was the start of kind of like my whole total mind body more holistic um approach to my health and approach to you know the journey that i was on in life and just as a side note like i was always a sprinter in high school so i always did like the 100 the 200 the like the four by 100 whatever um and i never thought that i could do long distances like long run day in high school was like, I tried to avoid it at all costs. I never wanted to go. I'm like, oh, my shin's hurt. I'm so, like, I can't do it. I complained to my, my poor coaches. I complained so much about doing long runs. Um, <laughs> so, and, and that was always such a mental um, hurdle for me. But after this, you know, this spiritual thing that I went through um, after that, that was like one thing that I challenged myself to do. And I knew that it was, you know, as much a mental game as it was a physical game. Like I knew my body could do it. I was just like my, my head couldn't get there. So like even coaching myself through that process was the start of me understanding like the importance of mindset, um, the importance of how the way you think really affects everything that you do and infiltrates everything that you do. So at the same time i was uh, studying i was doing a double major in communication studies um and linguistic cognitive science and i was on track to um, do speech language pathology but that didn't end up working out so i did a year of postgrad at a college got qualified as a research analyst and um, i got a lot of training and experience in like market research social research And while i was doing this as you can see i do a lot of things at once all the time (laughs) but while i was doing this um i was doing a bunch of social media internships on the side and i ended up getting a part-time job as a personal assistant and social media manager for a celebrity hairstylist and the salon that she owned uh, in toronto so all of these experiences just gave me a ton of exposure to like traditional media, social media, um, behind the scenes of PR and like being on set and all that kind of stuff. I loved the pace of it. I loved the constant challenge of like figuring out um, like growth tactics, branding, all of that. And even like just being in the beauty industry, that was so cool to be around for so long because it's nothing like I had ever done before. Um and I did a lot of work there for a while until I got married and moved to the current city where I live. And I started working um, for an international anti-slavery organization. And so this was like such a perfect next step for me because it combined everything that I learned about marketing and like um, just the mindset of of showing up and doing that. And it it combined that with my deep desire to make a difference and engage with social justice, which is you know more relevant th- this mm-hmm. year than you know any other point probably. Yeah. Um, and so while I was doing that, again, so many hats, <laughs> so many hats. Um, I started a health blog, and this was still a passion of mine, mind body. Um, I got a personal training certificate. Like what?
0: <laughs> I don't even. What, so
1: don't what, know what have
0: you not done? Can we just <laughs> maybe that would be easier. <laughs> I don't even want to look at the list, though, because <laughs> it'll be too tempting to try.
1: I'm distracted very easily. So I got this certificate. I started coaching people, like health coaching. Um, eventually, I got a life coaching certificate because I just love that side of it. I Long story short, I got tired of telling people how to lose 10 pounds because I thought that there was just so much more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's only in like the last year or so that I, I didn't really... I got tired, like just emotionally and mentally tired of having all of these parts of my life so separate and compartmentalized. And so I ended up just blending the two. And um, I have kind of found a way to weave wellness and mindset into you know, how to market yourself and how to brand yourself and how to show up and be authentic and all of that stuff. So that's kind of like that's the that's the story of how I got here and the the heart behind the messaging that I have now. And no matter what I'm doing professionally or what um like what aspect of my coaching or my business is at the forefront, that is always the the underlying principle behind what I do and what I teach and and why.
0: Mm-hmm. This makes so much sense. And I'm so grateful to finally know your story on a more personal level, because it's no surprise why everything you do, you can feel that your heart and soul is in it. And it's because it genuinely is. And you really believe in what you do. Totally. Totally. I do. And thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Yeah. So especially when it comes to social media, and you know, like you said, standing up for people's rights and standing up for what's right, and creating a platform of education. How have you seen that shift over the last few years while you've been in this industry?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's there's a few different things to touch on here. Um, I think social media has been such an incredible force for connection for storytelling, for everyone to, um, for everyone to feel like they have a voice, you know, for better or for worse. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, it's been a real equalizing platform for the most part. I mean, there's there's exceptions to this, obviously, but anyone can make an Instagram account. Anyone can make a Twitter account, like I said, for better or for worse. But, <laughs> you know, like you you have, you have, as I like to say, a little piece of real estate on the internet where you can um, you can make your voice heard and you can add to the conversation and I think for a long time um, there was so much gatekeeping around what was allowed to be um, elevated and what was allowed to be amplified but now it's kind of like you know the people speak, and people, you know, vote with their likes, with their shares, with their engagement on what's speaking to them. And I think that everyone has a chance to to be heard in that way. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. Um, some of the some of the drawbacks of that, and maybe it's not even a drawback, but it can be a challenge, is that now there's this great weight of responsibility to um, to craft your messages in a way that aren't going to hurt other people that aren't going to harm other people mm. and that are there that are going to be truthful and honest. But, you know, when you when you start to gain influence, you know, when you start to get followers, a lot of celebrities, a lot of personal brands get a lot of flack for using their influence in the wrong way. And I've talked at length with uh, friends about this, about is it really fair to expect people to to not be honest or to to craft their messages in a certain way because of their influence and to use their influence a certain way, right? So this is kind of the debate. Like, how do we, what's the best way to steward your influence? Where do you draw the line between someone just, you know, they have a lot of followers because of how they think, and so now they're being pressured mm. to to say a certain thing in a certain way, but that's not actually why they have influence in the first place. So how, do, how much do we censor and control people? Um, how much do we try to like make them conform to the will of the people and, you know, um, pander to their audience? Like what, I don't know, what's the right thing to do here? So I think that those are a lot of things that um, have come up in the industry over the last few years, uh, especially as, you know, um, you know, social media platforms grow, are growing like rapidly, lots of new users, there's new platforms that are popping up, there's a few that dominate, but more and more people are using this every day. And even this year, I mean, we're talking in the context of 2020 right now, um, with the global pandemic, a lot of people have been physically disconnected. And so social media has taken even more of center stage as a tool for, you know, for good or for bad, so these are the kinds of things, and these are the kinds of conversations that are happening in the industry right now. And things are changing so rapidly, but yeah, these are these are the issues. These are the um, these are the things that are at the forefront right now.
0: Powerful. Uh, those were such interesting perspectives you weaved into that I hadn't thought of. And it is it is challenging. And like, what is the right way necessarily for all of us to? Watch and observe each other, and at what point do we give guidance? Or, you know, like, what is the right answer?
1: Yeah, yeah, and and is there one right answer? I <laughs> true, think that's, true. That's something I have um, been challenging with, challenging myself with in the last few years. Is, you know, can you hold multiple truths simultaneously, um, multiple mm. perspectives, and hold space for all of those things? Like. How can we listen to one another? A lot of social media is people putting their opinions out there, but, you know, there is reciprocity is necessary if we're going to get anywhere. And so you also have to really listen and really lean in and listen to things that you don't like to hear and that you don't Mm -hmm. like to see and that challenge Mm -hmm. you, you know, and that's, that's, that's a challenge.
0: Totally. Because no one wants to be uncomfortable, but that's where the growth and the healing and the change comes from.
1: 100%.
0: Yeah. So you can kind of take this question the direction you want to, but social media is one of those things where people either love it or they're like, it's the worst, it's destroying the world. You know, It's like the downfall of mankind, whatever. There's really (laughs) dramatic, (laughs) we can say, opinions about it. But I would dare to say it's a tool, and you've already said that, and we can use it for a lot of good, and it is a way to connect, especially in such a disconnected time. So how do you see social media playing into the global landscape we're in right now, both on a human rights level and business?
1: Yeah, again, I think it it comes down to um, approaching anything you do on social media with the fullest integrity that you can mm. You know, I think we're all going to make mistakes Um, and a part of, you know, there's a saying that says, like, if you're not embarrassed about who you were or something that you said like a year ago or two years ago, then you're not actually growing as a person. And I I really um, I love that because I think that so much of participating on social media or not wanting to participate is the fear of like saying something wrong or the backlash or Mm. whatever it is, um, whatever whatever kind of isolation or rejection you're afraid of by being honest about your thoughts or opinion on something. And so I feel like part of, um, you know, part of showing up and using social media as a tool and as a force for good is not being afraid of, um, not being afraid of making mistakes. I mean, there's, there's ways to go about being a good human in general. And I think that 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 directly translates to social media, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that if you're always, um, if you lean in with the mindset of, of learning and listening and not being afraid to change your mind or, you know, meet someone halfway or just have a conversation, an open and honest and
0: respectful
1: conversation, um, then, you know, you can use social media for a lot of good and you can go a long way with that.
0: Totally. As you were saying all that, I kept thinking, but what about people that are so scared to share their voice or scared of being seen or scared of conflict? I, I got to tell you, I still struggle sometimes with that idea of conflict. And inevitably, you know, if you have any sort of platform, you are going to get people that just don't like what you do or don't like the way you look or don't, you know, whatever, <laughs> don't like the yeah. way you talk. <laughs> yeah. And so do you have any wisdom in terms of stepping into your voice and learning how to be more unapologetic in, in being in your integrity?
1: Yeah. Um, that's a really, really great question. And I sympathize very strongly with, um, you know, with the anxiety that people have with, you know, bearing their souls as it feels like you're bearing your soul. It feels like you're exposing yourself, mm-hmm. you know, when you start, um I don't know, when you start putting yourself into the the internet space, when you start putting yourself on social media, when you start um, wanting to create a brand for yourself and like make a footprint and, you know, um, take ownership of your space, your real estate online. I think um, one really good place to uh, start is to make sure that you are clear on your values, right? So if... You know, if, you, if you're not ready and nobody has to share everything, you know, I think that there's, as a tangent, I think that there's kind of this misconception that once someone wants to be, you know, a personal brand, then it's somehow inauthentic for them to not share everything. And that's mm. just so not true. You know, like you can, you know, people say that social media is a highlight reel and, you know, people only share the positive, but I actually, I would push back on that and say that, you know, I appreciate when people are real and they show, you know, when things aren't going so well, but I don't think that you have to necessarily do that to still be authentic. I think that Mm. there's enough negative things that sometimes it's nice to just, you know, um, share things that make you happy and share things that are positive, that make you feel good. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm doing something like that right now and kind of overhauling and shifting my entire online presence to something similar to that because I feel like I just need a change. Um, But I think that even practicing posting positivity and practicing posting things that are in line with your values and that agree with your values um, and sharing things of others that agree with your values that can really build your confidence to you know creating and cultivating a space online where you feel safe and where you're kind of telling people this is who I am you know without directly sharing things that are super vulnerable I think Mm -hmm. that there's a time and place to be vulnerable on social media and not everyone's ready to to do that. Um I, yeah, not everyone's ready to do that. I <laughs> I think that um that's kind of maybe an episode for another time. But <laughs> if you yeah, there's an there's an art to um extreme vulnerability online. And so I think that sometimes just starting with things that make you happy, things that make you feel safe, things that you feel safe sharing, you know, um I think that's a really good way to build confidence. Another thing, sorry, another thing (laughs) I would um, suggest too is, and I've suggested this to people before, keep your account private until you feel comfortable enough with the habit of sharing that you are not really as affected by knowing that what you're sharing is public. And Mm. so I think this can be a really good way to, um, again, create safety in your kind of your own social media um your own social media presence by knowing that like the people that are seeing your things are they're behind you they're there to support you um they're not going to lash out at you they're not going to you know troll you or anything like that and you know this is how this is how we can acclimate ourselves and build the habit and build the confidence of, of putting ourselves out there right so it's like you know when you start a blog I remember my very first blog I started like I would I wouldn't share it with anyone i just show like <laughs> my mom or something you know but knowing that I like even hit publish and that it was somewhere on the internet and sometimes I'd get random strangers that would comment on it and be like hey I really like this and you know knowing that you've made a difference in one person's life or a few people's lives, you know, that really helps um, reinforce the good that you're doing and can help you build confidence online.
0: Mm-hmm. Those are such great tips, and I love that you really focused on the idea of confidence because we all do have that voice to share. It's just whether or not we're we're feeling ready <laughs> to to be seen and to be, yeah, exposed, I guess, on the internet. So it made me. Think of another question in terms of boundaries. How do boundaries Mm -hmm. and social media come hand in hand?
1: (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) You just
0: laugh. Um... (laughs)
1: Well, um, I think boundaries. Okay. So there's kind of like a twofold answer to this. So the first boundary is the boundary that you set with yourself on social media. Mm. And the second thing is the boundaries that you set with other people, right? So the boundary that you set with yourself is how much time am I going to spend on this? You know, how much mental space am I willing to devote to this platform that, you know, it can be detrimental and it can be very addictive and it can, it can, um, it can affect you. Like it can affect your mental health. It can, you know, affect your physical health. If you're up at night scrolling, when you should be sleeping, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera. So like, I think that it's really important to set healthy boundaries with how you as an individual interact on your social media channels and even something, for example, you know, after you post something, I find that after I post something, I am constantly checking for the mm-hmm. feedback, right? And it's, I mean, social media channels are designed for this. Like this is how they work, right? Is they want you to come back and to seek that um, validation. And so I think that even um, reflecting and being aware of your own tendencies and your own uh, patterns, um of usage on social media, so that you can set healthy boundaries, so that it doesn't affect you to the point where you're not effective on social media anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so I think that's the first thing. And then boundaries with others is, you know, what are you going to tolerate in your space? Um, some people have a higher threshold for tolerating, you know, criticism, trolling, uh, straight up hatefulness online um, and more power to them some people do not right and so I think that that's where you have to know yourself you have to know what's going to trip you up when it comes to um, you know the the ultimate goal of getting your message from point a to point b which is your point b is your audience right so I think if you know that you're gonna be knocked off your horse if you get one mean comment then you need to figure out a way to deal with that, to prepare yourself for that, and to set a boundary where, um, you know, you don't allow that in your space if you can't handle it, right? And I, Mm -hmm. again, you know, people will criticize influencers um, for, you know, deleting mean comments or for hiding certain comments or for saying, like, you know, um, I don't want to talk about this, 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 but That is these people setting boundaries that are going to allow them to stay effective in what they do. And so I think that um, a lot of that criticism maybe comes from a sense that, you know, if you do this, then you're hiding something from your audience or you're not authentic. But I mean, knowing the bigger picture from my perspective and my experiences with these types of things, um, both. On both sides, as an audience member, as a coach, as a person with a social media presence and a brand, you know, you have to do what you have to do in order to keep your eyes fixed on the ultimate vision of getting the important message that you have to share into the world and helping the people that you actually want to help, encouraging the people that you want to encourage. And sometimes to do that, you have to clear your space of people that are going to bring you down.
0: Mm hmm. I love that you shared both sides of it, like boundaries for ourselves and not getting addicted with all this, this like wild algorithm stuff that's meant to like literally light up our addiction centers of our brain. Oh, <laughs> it's,
1: awful.
0: it's so bad. And then also honoring the boundary with other people and what will we accept? And, um, Yeah, it made me think of something I heard years ago, and that was the idea of uh, if you struggle to like stay in your own lane or you struggle like seeing other people's content that's kind of similar and then it kind of convolutes or waters down your own message, unfollow anyone in the same industry as you. And interestingly enough, that was like a form of boundaries for me just to feel like I can stay clear and not, yeah, not get stuck in what other people are doing or wondering if I should be doing something like that or whatever.
1: Oh my gosh, totally. And I think that that is such a healthy that is such a healthy practice. Honestly, until you can get your mind into a place where you're not constantly comparing yourself to other people, mm-hmm. be liberal with the mute and the unfollow button. Please <laughs> be <Because>, Good button. <laughs> like it's it's a good button and it's not it's not personal, you know? Like you don't have to like be malicious about it. And I know people get upset if you unfollow them sometimes, but I think ultimately you just have to know that there is enough space for everybody to do what they're doing. Um, And people are going to resonate with, even if two people are doing the exact same thing, they're two different people with two different stories that are going to resonate with two Mm -hmm. completely different audiences. And that's fine. But it's so easy to feel like, oh, because this person is doing the same thing, why do I, like, why should I even bother? And that's when you need to unfollow like if you're triggered by that then it's not personal to them it's just that in order for you to focus on what you need to do and what your audience needs you just have to put your blinders on and sometimes to do that you have to cut people out for a while and not in in the sense of like cut cut off a relationship with them if you know them in real life but just you just can't pay attention to what they're doing if it's always going to distract you
0: exactly yes yes Yes. And it doesn't have to be malicious, like you said, but people do get really upset when you unfollow them. I know. I know. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's kind of intense. Yeah, it's not personal. (laughs) So speaking of social media and pretending we all have amazing, perfect social media boundaries, (laughs) <laughs> in your, you know, pretending in your work as a social media strategist, what are some of the best tools and tips and things that you found really do help people who have this mission, want to share their voice, but don't know how to actually get it out there? Um, yeah,
1: that's a great question. So I guess there's there's a few kind of more mindsetty types of things and then some practical things I can share, too. So um, on the mindset side. First thing first, um, be yourself, you know, Um, as weird or as (laughs) quirky as whatever as as whatever you think you are that you think other people might find unappealing, I can guarantee you there are people that are going to resonate with you because you are yourself (laughs) and you're not trying to just emulate someone else. So I will get that out of the way. Um, be yourself, be honest. It might take a while for like the fullness of your weirdness to come through, (laughs) (laughs) but baby steps, um, yeah, stay in your integrity. Honestly, you're going to feel better at the end of the day if you do that. And the second thing on the mindset side is like, find people online that you actually like and focus on the people who like you, you know? Um, so, you know, when I you know, got back on Instagram after a long hiatus, I was just connecting with people authentically that I thought were really cool online. I've I've made some really good friends. I got some great podcast interviews out of it. Um, and just like genuinely, it's kind of like a party, you know, you show up to a party or like a mixer or a social or something. And you act the same way, like you just Find people who have things in common with you and connect with them over that. And that's what's going to actually get you the most authentic engagement because, you know, it's, you know, back to the analogy of you showing your mom your blog and her commenting on it and liking it. (laughs) The more actual friends you make on social media, the more those friends are actually going to be rooting for you whenever you post something that's, you know, relevant to them. So those are real people. Those are your real friends. That's real engagement. And then it makes it just a better experience for everybody. Um, And I think the other thing, too, I will say is kind of touching back to what we were saying before about listening is don't give too much weight to um, people who criticize you, but don't completely ignore that um, either. Like, I think that it's really uh, it's wise to be humble and to to take stock of um, the things that people say in the sense that like it's it's sometimes a good way to do a pulse check on your own integrity on your own values and see if you're actually living up to what you what you value and um, living in alignment with that sometimes you know it doesn't matter but sometimes someone will, you know, throw out a criticism that can make you really think about, you know, if you're in alignment with your integrity and that's that's a good thing ultimately that's something that's going to trigger growth for you and can make you a better and more whole person so don't completely ignore them stay humble but don't give them too much weight in your life because ultimately too a lot of these people don't actually know who you are so it's important to not let those um types of things define you Mm. um in a more practical way (laughs) uh something that I, an exercise that I have done with clients um, who are like, I need to post, I need to post, I, you know, I need to get things out there. I have lots to say. I can't stay on top of it. I mean, you need to find a way to get your stories um, organized in some way. So have like a set of stories about yourself or about your experiences, about your um, area of expertise that you know, are gonna resonate with people and that have a lesson that you can teach out of it. And if you have, if you start collecting those stories, you can share those in a real authentic way and kind of just rotate them. You can tell them in different ways. You can tell different pieces of them. And this is how I start um, helping people build a content library. And it's always easiest to kind of start with, you know, the lessons that you've learned in your area of expertise because you know that better than anyone else. And no one else is going to have the exact same story as you. Mm -hmm. There might be similar stories, but it won't be the exact same. So I think that's one really practical way to start building up a content library so that you feel um, like you're not just like, I don't know, posting a photo of, uh, your houseplant, you know, and commenting on how nice I did that today, by the way, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you not just posting a photo of something nice in your house that you like and then like feeling like scratching your head thinking, okay, what am I like, what am I going to do tomorrow? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you actually have kind of like a repository of things that you can share that are meaningful, that are true, that are real, and that encourage and inspire people and in this day and age, in social media, there is so much noise, right? And to cut through that, you have to, like, you can't just be copying and pasting techniques, you can't be super clickbaity. People are very savvy about the, the formulas that are used, um, that lead to a call to action that lead to you giving them something like money or your email or whatever. So, and I, I don't think those things are bad, either. It's just that People know what that's about at this point. So, if you have some sort of, um, if you, if you let people in a little bit, I think that that can really help with the connection. And the connection is what's going to help people trust and like you over the other person who's doing the exact same thing as you.
0: Mm. So good, so good. I really like that you shared practical and mindset. And I want to just like offer a mini testimonial to something you just said. Okay. (laughs) The the first thing you said, which was being weird, like showing your personality. So like, I don't know, maybe two or three months ago when Reels came out on Instagram, I started doing these like really silly dancing videos, like talking about menstrual health. And (laughs) it's like so silly. I feel like embarrassed (laughs) actually saying this on a podcast of mine. You know, I'm, like, dancing around talking about hormones and, like, period (laughs) problems. And it's so funny. But, you know, people have loved it because they finally feel like someone's talking about this stuff in a way that's not, I don't know, like, boring or by the book or, you know, like, something we all zoned out of in the seventh grade health class. It finally feels fresh. And I like it because that's, yeah, like, I literally do just dance around all the time. (laughs) I love your reels, Cassandra. I really enjoy it. I'm not gonna oh, lie. <laughs> You're
1: like, oh boy, what is she doing today? I don't know. No, I love it, and I love that they're all about periods. I just, I can't get enough. It's so good. <laughs> it's so
0: oh good. gosh. Well, thank you. And sometimes I'm like, Lord help me. I don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> just, just being me. Yeah,
1: they're hilarious.
0: Oh, thank you. So yeah, really, really good tips, and. On that note, is there like a strategy or an old way of doing social media that you feel like we can all just leave behind? Like it's okay for us to finally let go. Mm,
1: yeah, you know, I feel like um, in like a lot of automation. I'm not saying that all automation is bad or outdated. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think that that used to be a really hot strategy for really quick growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that that is not allowed, um, you know, I think we have to, now that that's not allowed and the other feature of Instagram hiding likes in, um, in a lot of different uh, countries, it's not for everybody. But now that those kinds of things are gone, we're forced, like, we're very much forced to... Um, We're forced to figure out a new way, right? And so you mm-hmm. can't just you can't just uh, follow a thousand people and hope that some people are going to follow you back. Like it's not just a numbers game in that sense, especially when you're just starting out. Like if you're a big marketing machine and you've got like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of ad spend, then you know that's a completely different story. But we're probably talking to you know the smallish solopreneur or you know, personal brand business owner that wants to really engage their audience, I, like their ideal audience. And I, I think that um, trying to just follow lots of people for the sake of it and not having real conversations, I think that that is, that's a way that, again, people are, like, people are onto it. They understand how that works and it doesn't feel as good. Social media and, you um, connecting especially with brands and not just other individuals online is all about feeling good you know how does this brand how does this person make me feel when I see them in my feed and if ultimately I'm just gonna feel bad and kind of used and a little bit like invaded upon if my space feels like it's being infringed upon then that's not a that doesn't feel cute (laughs) Mm -hmm. for lack of a better word so I think that like We're shifting away from that automated kind of scripted feeling. Yeah, so something that feels overly scripted is it doesn't feel good, right? So if you, I think what you want to move towards is a way to make each person feel unique and um, special. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And like you actually are interested in them because, you know, ultimately you are. You're not just, you don't just want people for their dollars and cents um I, I think people have a way of picking up on that and it turns them off so that is one thing and i also think like i, I wouldn't say that microblogging, um which is basically writing like blog length captions is on its way out I, I don't think that i could justifiably say that but i think also um It takes a lot to stop the scroll in that regard. So I think you have to be careful about how you use those because if that is what all of your content is, it's very easy as an audience member and as a user of social media to get fatigued by those things. So. Being succinct is um, a marketing skill that is ongoing and you have to find new punchy ways to get your point across, to get people hooked and listening to you so that you can give them and deliver the message that they actually need to get to the next step.
0: Mm. Beautiful. Well said. I like that this is a kind of a change from maybe more of like a linear um, yeah, I don't know. I guess just the idea of like the automation and following a formula and all that feels really outdated and and kind of dusty. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah, it just feels like it it doesn't feel, yeah, it doesn't feel alive and vibrant and authentic. It feels formulaic. And so I like that we're getting out of that old mindset and just being authentic, which is kind of like the point of our whole conversation here.
1: Yeah. And you know, to To be fair as well, I am not against um, a formulaic approach in theory. I just think that, you know, where the real work and where the real skill needs to happen is by um, understanding how you're going to make people feel. Mm. So it can't feel formulaic in order to feel good. It doesn't mean that there can't be a formula for how Mm. you do things. It's just that you have to you have to be very user focused um, and uh, kind of step into the user's body and the receiver's body to understand what they're going to need and how they're going to take that.
0: Yes, yes. So making it your own, not just, yeah, following what someone on YouTube said to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's a good place to start. It is. You, we all have to start somewhere. We all have to practice. <laughs> yeah. So don't take any of this as like, a if you're following a two-step formula for content, then you're doing it wrong. Because that's just not true. It's just that this is where we, this is the ideal. You know, this is where we want to go. We want our marketing to feel warm and fuzzy and good. And like, we're all best friends and like, we've
0: known each other forever and all mm-hmm. that jazz. So... <laughs> we dance yeah. to Instagram reels together and
1: yes yes <laughs> honestly i really love reels and tiktok i think that it's such i mean people make fun of it cuz it's it's kind of goofy sometimes but it's kind of a really refreshing format honestly where people are kind of forced to come out of themselves and just be a little bit silly Mm -hmm. And I think that anything that increases laughs on social media and decreases feelings of, like, resentment and insecurity, I think all of those things are just great.
0: 100%. I like seeing people's personalities come out where I'm like, I would have never thought that, yeah, like, (laughs) that was their personality and now I just love them even more.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. It really is so positive
0: for the Mm -hmm. most part. Mm -hmm. Like you said, we all need that right now for sure. So one of my last big questions for you is since we're in a time of huge evolution and change in the world, especially here in the US, but I would dare say this is really rippling out to the entire globe, where can we really implement these strategies in how we show up online to truly impact and help people that are in need?
1: Um, okay, so clarifying question. What do you mean by where?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I feel like this is such a big question. I'm not even sure how to, how to ask it even appropriately. But I, yeah, what I guess what I'm trying to say is there's clearly a lot of change happening. And I know that a lot of us have powerful voices and a lot of us want to be part of the change, but feel overwhelmed in how to actually do that on social media. Do you yeah. have any advice for how we can use this platform for good to truly help people that need it?
1: Yes. Okay. I think that I understand that
0: better now. (laughs) It's like such a it's such a big question.
1: No, it is. It's a great question, and I think it's one that needs to be asked uh, continually. So I'm happy to um, give my two cents for it. I think that. Um, Like you said, it is really overwhelming sometimes to feel like there's all these different causes and all these different issues and everyone's weighing in and chiming in on how to do this and that how to, you know, contribute to the good of humankind. And I think that on an individual level, especially if you don't even have like a business or a brand, if you're just a person, you know, an individual who's just on social media because that's what you want to do and connect with your friends and family and follow cool people, um, sometimes it can be like, well... You know i I don't really have anything relevant to add but you know i was saying earlier a good way to to even start climbing this mountain is to start curating resources to start curating like become a curator of um different people and businesses whose messages resonate with you um whose messages and their visions and their missions align with what you're doing obviously do your research about Mm -hmm. you know who you choose to to um, to share but if you if you become a curator of these people you can educate yourself and you can also share what they're saying and feel confident that you're aligned with what they're saying so that you don't feel the pressure of having to come up with like a message on your own necessarily Um, so you know Resharing and collecting other influencers' messages or posts about certain awareness things, um, looking into resources that they share, and then, you know, talking about it on your social media, giving your take on what you read and how it affected you. You know, personal experience and personal reflection is always a really um, easy thing to share on social media. And I say easy, not as in, like, um, it's not vulnerable to do, but you always have access to your own experience um, and your own reflection so there's always something that you can say about that you won't be at a loss so i think that that's probably a really good first bite-sized step is to Mm. start curating a collection of of people and brands and accounts that you want to align with that you want to learn more about if you know there's um yeah like start doing that and start learning more about that and you know, share, be open, be vulnerable, be honest, and be humble if there's, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So it's not unlikely that you're going to be challenged by something at some point. But, you know, just stay curious and stay open to learning and being willing to, um, to pass along the messages of others who you feel are
0: doing good things in the world. Mm. I'm, I'm amazed by how eloquently you just answered such a complex and and challenging question frankly so thank you and it does just inspire me to yeah want to really be intentional about who i'm following and who i'm aligning with and then also to give myself that permission to evolve and change so thank you
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: that's so good mm. so you have so many beautiful offerings and things that can help people on their journey to <laughs> stepping into <laughs> their voice And learn how to use their voice for good in the world. So tell us about them.
1: Okay. So, um, I like to hang out on Instagram. So I am on Instagram at the Michaela Victoria and, um, Sure, Cassandra will put the actual handle in the show notes for you. Mm-hmm. So it's at T H E M I K A Y L A B I C T O R I A. There you go. Spell my whole name. <laughs> um, at the Michaela Victoria. Uh, you can also visit me um, at my website, www.michaelavictoria.com. I have a podcast called the Market Well Podcast, so you can check that out. It's um, on almost every platform where you can listen to podcasts, so Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Google Play Music, and I also have um, I have a free social media checklist. If you are looking to get started with you know building a social media presence, if you want to know the basics, if you want to start. Um, with a very strong foundation, recommend this social media checklist. Um, So that's mikhailavictoria.com forward slash checklist. And lastly, if you're interested in coaching or consulting um, one-on-one, I do offer private coaching and consulting as well. And I have limited spaces available for that. But you can um, see at my website um, how to work with me and book a discovery call.
0: Amazing! You are such a queen, and I knew that the moment we met earlier this year on the on your podcast. So that will be live too, I'm sure, in the next couple of weeks. So thank you, really, for being here. This did not disappoint, and I feel so inspired and uplifted from this conversation. I'm so
1: glad. I feel really inspired and uplift. I feel fired up because so thank you for <laughs> thank you for giving me a soapbox upon which to stand. <laughs> and speak my mind i appreciate that i appreciate you
0: Mm, thank you (laughs) so all of michaela's links will be in the show notes definitely share this episode on instagram if it resonated and tag me at menstruation queen and michaela at the michaela victoria we'll be excited to celebrate with you and let us know how this episode resonated until next time Thank you for joining us, beautiful friend. Please share the love with a five-star review, text the episode to a friend, and connect with me on Instagram at Goddess Ceremony. Until next time.